All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get Get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Better late than never. Welcome. It's It's Fucking Anton Lander. How about a little bonus episode? Things are happening. Yes, sir. This is CSIS. CSIS wants me to do a bonus episode, so I'm going to turn the intro down. Thank you, Surveyor Brett. Let's just jump right into it. First round of the NHL entry draft is complete. The Oilers made a couple of different things happen on, uh, what's today, Friday. A couple of different things happen on Thursday night. The one I want to talk about, though, the reason I'm recording a podcast at 8 o'clock in the morning from my house is because the Oilers traded Zach Cassian. I just wanted to do a quick reaction. You know, I thought that the uh, the reaction last night on the website, OilersNation.com, was a little bit split. I thought on social it was a little bit split. I looked at some of the other fan bases, what they thought about the trade. It was a little bit split. So let's talk about it. <clears throat> let's talk about it. Zach Cassian, first of all, farewell, sir. Fare thee well. Can you believe it's already been seven seasons together? Seven seasons with Zach Cassian. I was actually a little bit surprised when I saw that because... Just doesn't seem that like feel like that long, does it? Doesn't feel like that long ago that Ben Scrivens, the professor, he was supposed to be the answer for us, was traded to Montreal for Zach Cassian. That trade actually happened on December twenty eighth of twenty fifteen. Uh, Scrivens, then the professor. Do you remember those days? I remember those days. It was we had a shirt at one time. It was we got ninety nine problems and a goalie ain't one. When we had Victor Faust. And Ben Scrivens in net. Well, it didn't work out. Scrivens traded to Montreal. We got Cassian back at that point. If you remember, he was having a hard time in his life. 
he had just gotten that bad car accident, came to Edmonton, turned his life around. So what happened then? Well, his first season at Edmonton, 2015-2016, he ended up in 36 games with the Oilers, got three goals, five assists for eight points. The next year, 79 games played, basically played the full season, seven goals, 17 assists, 24 points, another seven goal season the following year in 2016-17. And then he offered up back-to-back 15 goal seasons with the Oilers in 2018-19 and 2019-20. That landed him the contract, which was ultimately the problem and the reason that Zach Cassian was traded last night to the Arizona Coyotes. We all knew the Oilers needed cap space. We all knew the Oilers needed cap space, right? We just did. We know that they have moves that need to be made, and you can't have a guy that gets 19 points making $3.2 million. Is it fair? No. But you know what? Pro sports ain't fair. It's just, that's the way it goes. So after trading Cassian, getting that $3.2 million, the Oilers have, eight, uh, this is according to puckpedia.com, by the way, the Oilers have $8.66 million in cap space with 15 players on their projected roster with Clefbaum at 4.167 and Smith at 2.2, likely going to LTIR. They effectively have $15 million in cap space available. That it goes without... What happens with Duncan Keith? So if Duncan Keith retires, and it's actually kind of looking like that may happen, the Oilers could have $20 million in cap space this year. And all of a sudden, you got a little bit of wiggle room. All of a sudden, you can go chase a Vander Kane a little bit. Don't sign him too long, too much, but you can ultimately look at getting that done. You can look at getting your goalie. You can look at re-signing Brett Kulak. Please keep bully RV. But this is about Zach Cassian. So Zach Cassian... Shows up in December 2018 in that trade, or 2015, I should say, in that trade. Takes him a while to get going, but then ultimately we have some good memories together, don't we? I think back to a couple of the games I went to in the 2017 playoff run, where Zach Cassian, you remember the chops? You remember that first version of the orange jerseys? He was a unit that year in the playoffs. He scored some massive goals. Tom McClellan had him killing penalties that year. He was running guys like... I haven't seen before. That was the Cassian we wanted. That was the Cassian we needed. That was the guy that we just hoped would grow into this monster for us. But then ultimately, I think a little bit that the expectations outweighed what he was capable of, or maybe the contract weighed on him a little bit, or who knows, maybe it just didn't work out as we hoped. But for 412 games with the Edmonton Oilers, seven seasons or parts of seven seasons, Zach Cassian was a ball of energy when he was at his best. When he was at his best, he could make a real difference on the team. When he was at his best, he could get people going. In the crowd, he could get his teammates going. He could stir it up with the opponents. I mean, think of the Battle of Alberta. For years, it was nothing. Remember? For years, it was nothing. Part of the reason it turned into a spice fest the way that it did was Zach Cassian. The way that he and Matt Kachuk would go at each other and then ultimately culminating in that huge scrap a couple of years ago. He kind of turned the Battle of Alberta around a little bit and made it spicier. He added life again. And there were times when Zach Cassian would take penalties in those moments where he'd be like, man, Cass, come on, man. But then there was other times you got to be fair where he just provided this team with so much energy, so much jump and so much life that it was fun to watch. So... Ultimately, when you think about it, the trade had to happen. This is my feeling on it. So if you don't agree with me, 
hit me up with your feedback in the voicemail. Uh, link is in my link tree. For me, the cat the trade needed to happen. The Oilers need cap space. They need to find a way to improve the roster over the one that just went to the Western Conference Finals. And a guy that scored 19 goal or 19 points this past year can't make $3.2 million. If there was no salary cap, okay, fine. Oilers have a rich owner. Maybe they allow it. But right now, right here, they need upgrades. And that could be the difference between signing a Brett Kulak and maybe a little bit of something else. Getting a replacement value player for Cassian's money plus something else. That's what it's about. They need a goaltender. Mike Smith, who I just mentioned earlier, is going on the LTR, or at least probably going on the LTR, LTAR. They need stuff done. They can't take a step backwards. They need to find a way to push forward. And unfortunately, pro sports is a cold motherfucker, you know? Pro sports is a cold motherfucker. So looking at the website, these are the comments from Zach's article last night when the trade went down. Um, JPI says, the picks should be closer to a third and a fourth if the Oilers are finishing top four these next few years. Well, that's the hope, right? Like, so again... Here's the trade all the way through. So it was Zach Cassian plus the 29th, a second round pick in 2025, and a third round pick in 2024. That went to Arizona for pick number 32, which turned into Reed Schaefer and $3.2 million in cap space. Cap space is the big daddy in this trade for the Oilers. We just saw right before that, the Leafs flipped their first round pick with Morazic for a later second round pick. The Oilers had to play a little bit more. The reality is the Blackhawks needed a goaltender. They just needed a goalie. They didn't have anybody to play. So that's the way it worked. Cassian, the the Coyotes did us a favor in this sense. And I understand people being like, whoa, a second and a third round pick. Holland keeps spending these. I get that too. But for me, again, this is my thoughts. Those picks are two and three years away from, from right now. One, you can re- probably recoup those with some trades between now and then. Maybe. Right? Especially a third. Two. Who cares about two and three years from right now? The Oilers need to win right now. Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl want to win right now. This is a trade that has to happen. That cap space is huge for us. And if Duncan Keith decides this weekend, because the Oilers are supposed to hear at some point this weekend whether he, what he's doing, all of a sudden, hey, we got an opportunity to make some moves here. We got an opportunity to try to get some things done. So back to Cassian, you know, unfortunately he had to go. Unfortunately, he has to go from the Oilers being a competitor to the Coyotes who don't even have an arena. Although, again, I was making fun of the Coyotes last night on Twitter. I would love to go see a game at ASU in that tiny little arena by NHL standards. How fun would that be? Bleacher seating, the whole thing? I'd love to go. I would love to go. But as for Cassian, you got you to feel for the guy. He got sent to a team that's just not going to be competitive. Nobody expects the Arizona Coyotes to be competitive, and they're not going to be. So, for the 31-year-old, that's going to be a transition in his career now after spending the last seven years in the Oilers organization where there's hope and there's expectation and there's two of the best players on the planet. Well, that's not going to happen in Arizona. But on the bright side for Cassian, he's probably going to get more opportunity in Arizona. He's probably not going to play on the third and fourth lines in Arizona. He's probably going to play up in the lineup. He's going to get a chance maybe, who knows, maybe they give him power play time. Would I know, but... Who knows what's going on in Arizona? The reality is that team is a dumping ground for bad contracts a lot of the time, and we needed them. And unfortunately, we needed to pay a little bit more than some people would have liked. The sweetener, ultimately, is two magic beans down the road. And for me, that's an acceptable trade. 
It's a little heavy, but those trade those picks way down the road, that's an EA Sports kind of trade. That's the way I look at it. Back to your feedback on the website. I don't love the trade, but I don't hate it either. That was from Dobbler. It's not much of a future it's not much of future pain. 2024 20, third rounder will be at best ready to enter the league at 2027 as bottom six forwards or third pairing D's by 2028. And I kind of agree with that too. You're you're selling future assets to help the team now. Skullpin says love cast, hate the contract. All the best in Arizona. Uh, if I was GM says a lot of fans on here claiming Holland is a terrible GM. Well, he was just voted fourth best GM this year by ranking NHL professionals. Timmy says way better than the buyout option for me. That was, that's exactly it too. Having to move two picks down the line again, two and three years down the road. That's way better than having dead cap space on your books. Way better. Because it wasn't just you'd have savings this year and you have savings next year, but then in years two and three, then you got cap added. The Oilers need to stop putting dead cap space on their books. They've still, they're still, think about it. They're still paying for sexy Reg Sakara. This is the last year, mind you, but they're still paying for sexy Reg Sakara. They need to work on not buying players out. Uh, Oilers are in cap hell. We watched peak Oilers this past season. Playoffs was as good as this roster is going to get. <laughs> Uh, so I wonder who the money's for Kemper Campbell. I think Kane is financially out of reach. That's from hockey Yoda. KC says moving down three spots at the end of the first round is a non-material difference. So it was a second in 2024 and a third in 2023 to dump Cassian's contract. Not a huge loss for the Oilers as some people seem to think. CTS says, forget this trade. How the hell does Kyle Dubas still have a job? Shanahan too, for that matter. Well, it may have been for two years too long. In this case, I'm not going to blame the GM for extending a player who was arguably playing the best hockey of his career at the time while adding an element that the team sorely needed. That's from Dwayne's platform. Cassian bears more of the responsibility here than Holland. In my opinion, he seemed to completely lose interest once the ink had dried and inexplicably so. These past two seasons were frustrating and disappointing to say the least. It's a fairly high price to pay for the cap space, but at least we can close the book on it and move on so for zach cassian like i said i like this trade i think this was a good trade for the oilers because it gives them the cap space and a little bit of flexibility to do something think about it 3.2 million that could be brett kulak plus a little bit extra for something else or it could just be brett kulak i don't know but if the answer is if i had to choose right now july 8th at first thing in the morning while i'm having my coffee would I take Zach Cassian at 3.2 or Brett Kulak going into next year at 3.2? Again, I have no idea if that's what Brett Kulak's looking for. I have no fucking clue. But would I take one or the other? Yeah, I would. I would absolutely take Brett Kulak back. I would absolutely take Brett Kulak back because the Oilers need improvements on defense. I think he was that. And they need improvements on the forward side that are cheaper than what Cass was able to provide. Uh, Svart Kaff. <laughs> Svart. Svart says, tough price to pay for correcting your own mistake. Everybody knew Cassian's contract was too rich. At the time, we did, yeah. Too much, too long was the kind of the word then, but it is what it is. Regretsky. How about that name? Yeah, I don't feel that Holland trading a second and a third to get out of an excessive contract he signed to be a win. Win now mode or not, this club has got to start valuing second round picks more than we have over the last decade. Well, there's, there's some truth to that. 
there's absolutely some truth to that. Um, but I would also counter with a little bit of history for you. With a little bit of history for you. So going back, 2019, Raphael Lavoie, that was the last time the Oilers had a second-round pick. Who knows what's going to happen with him? In 2021-22, he had 13 goals and 13 assists for 26 points in 56 games with the Condors. That was, you know, after three years. I'd kind of be hoping for a little bit more there from him. Ryan McLeod, second-round pick in 2018. Love that kid. Love that kid. There was no second-round pick in 2017. In 2016, the Oilers picked Tyler Benson. I like Benson. I just don't think it's going to work out. In... 2013 or 2015 2014 no second round picks 2013 marco roy didn't play a single game in the nhl 2012 second round pick was mitch morose didn't play a single game in the nhl 2011 second round pick was david musil he played four games in the nhl that was all she wrote tyler pitlick probably the best second round pick well in terms of just stats and ability to carve himself a niche uh until Ryan McLeod surpassed him, no doubt. Tyler Pitlick, he's a second-round pick in 2010, as was Martin Marinson. Pitlick, 325 games in the show. Martin Marinson in 2027, he is no longer playing. So the point here is, yeah, you can't just keep spending second- and third-round picks, but at the same point, looking at the draft history where the Oilers have used those second-round picks, it's a little bit more of a gamble than maybe we think little bit more of a gamble than maybe we think and I think that's just kind of that's just kind of something we gotta we gotta accept here because right now they need the space I don't like getting the the picks out too I love magic beans listen I've been writing at Oilers Nation now for a decade plus we love writing about magic beans and we love hoping that they're going to turn into something but a lot of times it's just not that easy a lot of times unless it's a deep draft you just don't know and Right now, what I do know is that this money is going to get a competent, well, hopefully, NHL player on the lineup. So when I look at the trade, when I think about the trade, it's actually Cassian, the 29th, that second, that third, to Arizona for Reed Schaefer and whatever player that $3.2 million gets you. I hate doing that. I really hate doing that because it reminds me of, well, it's actually Larson and Lucic for Hall. I don't want to do that. But really, that's kind of how we have to look at it because we're entering in the silly season. We're midway through the silly season now, or I guess entering the silly season, and we need to see how Ken Holland spends that cap space. So I was a little bit surprised, honestly, that there was so many uh, Oilers fans that were upset with the trade. As I read in the comments, there was a bunch of people that were okay with the trade. They're somewhere in the middle, but we have to see how Ken Holland spends that cap space. If this is another situation, and I, I guarantee it won't be, like when Peter Shirelli traded... Jordan Eberle for cap space he didn't use I'll be pissed I will be pissed but I don't think that's going to happen this year because the Oilers have too many needs and they don't have a lot of wiggle room to get it done though that is starting to change a little bit at the moment as I mentioned from the folks at Puckpedia it looks like the Oilers have about 15 million dollars right now once Clefbaum and Smith hit the LTIR if Duncan Keith retires all of a sudden we got a little bit extra what I will say right now though 412 games played, 55 goals, 80 assists for 135 points. I wish Zach Cassian nothing but the best in Arizona. I hope he succeeds. Hell, I even hope the Coyotes succeed with him there. He gave us some great memories as an Oilers fan. He gave us some frustration. He gave us some fights. He gave us his body. He was injured for his teammates. He was beloved in the room by all accounts. And I want to wish him well. 
it's not one of those days where I'm going to be dancing on anyone's grave on the on the way out of town. That's not what we're doing here. Zach Cassian, you were a great oiler for a long time. Seven years. That's no joke, man. In this league, when players move around all the time, to be a player like him and give this city seven years of his life, I say thanks. I say thank you. And without question, I think you can say with certainty, the Oilers won that trade. Scrivens for Cassian, as it turns out, hell of a trade for the Oilers. Hell of a trade. And this time around, we'll see what happens on the next one. But until then, I just want to say thanks for everything, Zach Cassian. You were great here at times. You were frustrating at others. But without question, you gave this city life a lot. You gave us memories. You gave us a battle of Alberta to be fired up about. And I want to say thanks. And I want want you to enjoy your time in Arizona. And I hope it all works out for you and your family. So there's a quick little reaction episode. I'd love to know your thoughts. Hit me up with the voicemails. I'll play them all when we do a regular episode of Better Late Than Never next week. Of course, I want to thank the audio department.ca, Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, Rig Hand Distilleries, and Arcadia Brewing. Title sponsor, the audio department. Go check them out at the audio department.ca. Maybe you can record a podcast. Maybe you can record a farewell song to Zach Cassian. Maybe you can just record your spoken word poetry. Whatever you want, the audio department.ca is there to serve you. And that's just a quick little reaction episode. Enjoy day two of the draft. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.